Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is this that JPP podcast? Did an alien fly by? Do the Cowboys have a new seven-year-old candidate for head coach? From bathroom efficiency to hiccups, the guys learn a lot. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. A red pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Just Podcast. You like apples? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back with another episode of the JPP Pod. Got LJ and Pops with me. What is going on, guys? Not not much. Not much. First weekend with the whole weekend being freaking not daylight savings time. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was cold, too. I mean, your your garden's probably miserable right now. It was cold. I deer hunted. I actually sat on a deer stand. It was 30 degrees. I was freezing. (laughs) Guys, I'm just not that mad at the deer. I'm just not that angry (laughs) at them. Yeah. I did see so on the daylight savings. I did. I was watching the the Rams game, and it was dark as night behind me. But on the TV, it was so sunny and bright, which is yeah. not really a daylight savings thing. It just now happens to fall in the hour where that stands out more. Right. Uh, yeah. But like, it really did. Where, like, it was where like, it's wow, dark. It so it's dark outside, and then you see. You yeah, see you hate, you're like, it. God, it's dark and cold and sunny yeah. out there. And yeah. But I sat there. I watched football all day. I ate chili with some Frito pie. So I don't have a complaint in the world right now. That's my best of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that, we do. We are recording this on Sunday night, and uh, we do want to just say shout veterans out, day. shout out to the the veterans. It's Veterans Day as of absolutely when we're recording this. You'll be hearing this on Tuesday, but shout out to all the veterans, and we really appreciate mm-hmm. all of them for their service and being way braver than probably for, I would say any three of us are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, combined, combined yeah. maybe. I don't know <laughs> here, here. but. Way more Thank than you to me, all the so. veterans, though, for real, guys. We mean that. Yeah. Not guys Huge and gals. I mean, to to all the, the those that yeah. have served, we appreciate it. Yes. I also, I also wanted to apologize now and and maybe for the rest of when we record because we put. I, I think there's this new JPP kiss of death, and we put it on the Carolina yeah. Panthers right at the end yeah. of that last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Cam Newton got jinxed by me and Uncle Tony and Pops, and they, they just I got think killed. I remember Uncle Tony talking about bet the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, that's how we trailed out. Yeah, bet pink slips. <laughs> I think the one good thing about this show is that sure we call the opposite of pretty much everything, but nobody ever lets you forget it. And so, like with with that in mind, uh, Ben Roethlisberger has been great for like five weeks in a row, and I just <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Jesus, um, as much as I want to be right, I can't I can't argue it right now. So, you know, that'll probably come up with Tony, but I just. Oh, God. He's been pretty amazing. No doubt. <laughs> so for anybody who did maybe listen to the Uncle Tony at the end of last week's episode and put the car payment down or, <laughs> or the house down and uh, they, they lost a little bit. There is there is a, a bright side to this. You can go on to my bookie presented by or which is uh, the presenting sponsor of the JPP pod and go win it all back this next week. <laughs> Just listen to us. I wondered. I wondered if there was some kind of refund yeah. thing. You Kevin's got some reimbursement no. program. <laughs> now, just hopefully, now you've learned your lesson and uh, 
just don't don't take everything Uncle Tony <laughs> says straight to the bank. You might you might take a few of it with a grain of salt. But I, I, I keep I keep uh, ragging on Uncle Uncle Tony, but I was right there with them yeah. on all of the Panthers yeah. talk. I was so, in there yeah. editing, and I was we'll, like, "That's we'll that's as serious as a call as I've ever heard." So I was right there with you guys. It was strong. It was strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see who gets the uh, the JPP KOD here later this week. But uh, <laughs> yeah, listen Tuesday or listen Thursday, I guess. So so get on get on my booking and put in JPP and get 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 to betting again this week. And that speaking of betting, I wanted to ask you guys and I hate this typically the you know can Alabama beat beat the Bills or oh, at yes. one point it was can Alabama beat the Jack. I think or these the are ridiculous. Or whoever. And I still probably think it's ridiculous, but if you watch and uh, I'm going to come up a little bit of a homer for the you know, surprise surprise, huh. but I'm I'm a Duke fan, and I was watching Duke play Kentucky on the opening night of college basketball, and oh my God, they looked amazing. They made Kentucky look like it was the school of the Citadel or something, and it was some like blowover game. I mean, they just killed them, and it so it started the conversation because this is Duke with Zion Williamson and RG RJ Barrett and uh, Cam Reddish, who were number one, two, and three in the recruiting class last year. So it's kind of started up the conversation: Could Duke beat the uh, like the Cavaliers or someone in the sure. NBA. So I just want to bounce off you guys. Anyway, at all, a college team beats a pro team. Wow. I I guess maybe um, I, I'm guessing you're asking me probably more than yeah. LJ, maybe, but I don't think so. I really don't think they would. Um, I think they might could play them a good game, but I mean, there's a little more depth. Well, I don't know how many players are on a college team. Probably it's what more. they go probably 12, 13. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so there may now, be Duke more. Played, they're very, very, very top heavy. I mean, they played the well, five but guys. I, just, I think. I think the experience, I do think the experience of the collective experience of those players, even on the Cavaliers, I don't think Duke would beat them. I think it would be kind of interesting well, to see the game. And, and one uh, thing I will I say, will say about basketball that's different than uh, football is one mismatch can can change the entire game. And so, you know, having one mismatch at point guard can mean a lot more than having a better quarterback or something like that. Um, but I, I think I, I, I lean towards it's a lot more likely in the NBA than the NFL for the other reason being that. That, uh, you know, if Alabama, all of those players that make it to the NFL, about half of them even succeed, whereas everybody that's on the Browns made it to the NFL. You know, it's a it's a different caliber, whereas, you know, a, a Kentucky team sometimes or a Duke team sometimes, you know, you'll have five of those players that are playing that night make it to the NFL at some point or the NBA at some point. So right. it is makes more I'm sense. I'm with you on that, LJ. More, it, it's more possible in the NBA than NFL. Yeah, yeah there's but no way. I still NFL, don't think it happens. I think you know, it's like you guys are either. saying. There's something about you know a, a 21 year old and a, a 28 year old who's been doing this as their job for the last. Well, and that's eight where years. I think you have a, a big point, and you see guys like like Donovan Mitchell when he when he went from Louisville, which he was he was good at Louisville, a first round pick, but then all of a sudden he's like rookie of the year and a great NBA player mm. or second. Except he wasn't rookie of the year. Yeah, second rookie of the year behind Ben Simmons. <laughs> who wasn't a rookie, but that's neither here nor there. But even even Donovan Mitchell, they asked like how he was able to take off from your like uh, college to now. He's like, because now my job is basketball. Yeah. I, I eight to five, I work out and I'm eating right and I'm everything is dedicated to basketball. When before he still had classes, you know, he still it wasn't all basketball. So I think, and if you go look at pictures, like I know LeBron's a, a superhuman, but look at pictures of when he first got in the NBA to five years later or ten years later. Like they just you grow as a human from eighteen nineteen to 28 when you start hitting your prime as yeah. a, as a human athlete. Yeah. So I think you're right. To, to, to tag onto that, Kevin, you know, Bob, you know, our buddy Bosco that usually does our, our NCAA tournament, he right. texted me that night and he goes, I'm taking Duke to the final four right now. <laughs> right them in. I mean, they, they looked amazing. I caught a little bit of the game, but Zion Williamson's just, you said the he other looks guys, like I haven't noticed freak. him as much, but he's going to be a matchup problem at any level. He's a freak. And that was the biggest thing to me. It was, it was that I don't think Duke could beat the Cavaliers. I think maybe they play 10 times. Duke could maybe give them a game, maybe win one of them, maybe two or something. Yeah. But the, the fact of the matter is, to me, is just 
these guys need to be they're they're pro talent. They they don't it's ridiculous that they have to waste a year or spend a year at Duke. Well, yeah. they're probably getting I mean, I don't know. They may or may not be getting left a bag full of money on their mom's front porch or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It just is ridiculous that this half they have to go spend a year at Duke, which is probably going to be cool. They're parading around at Duke. They got the Cameron indoor, but these guys legitimately, at least the top 3, legitimately could be on the Cavaliers or someone else and be playing NBA minutes and they're just we're not because we have this stupid one and done rule and it's just ridiculous. Well, and how many times? I mean, like the best way to learn anything, in my opinion, is to do it. Um, and so the best way to learn how to play in the NBA is go play in the NBA. Like you know, it's it's yeah. good to play NCAA ball, but it's not as good as playing NBA ball for your career's growth. That being said, Dad, so you said probably not. Yeah. So Duke would not beat the Cavs most likely, but we do have some Vegas odds. A, a, a book put yeah. out what they would put what they would label it at right now. They said Duke would be listed as a 22 and a half point underdog today versus the Cavs. And they also put out, just since this is a conversation and people like to bring it up, they put out what would Alabama be if they were to play the Buffalo Bills. And what was the line? I think it was 28.5 on a neutral field. Those guys know what they're doing. That question's interesting to me. I don't know. I I I definitely wouldn't take Alabama right now to beat the Buffalo Bills because I'm I'm like what LJ said. The guys on the Buffalo Bills, like Tredavious White and some of those other guys, those were the star at LSU or the star. Those were all the best player on their college team team where a lot Nathan of these might be trying out on. for Alabama next year but hell Nathan Peterman <laughs> when he was at Clemson beat or when he was at Pittsburgh yeah. beat Clemson so yeah. I mean these guys yeah. are it's a different they're, they're still pro so I don't I'm not taking the Bama to beat the Bills but if you're laying down 28 and a half points that's interesting I'm, I'm they might come within 28 <laughs> yeah hmm I don't even but think that's I think that's that just true. shows all the people out there that shows I think it just shows the people out there who are always quick to go, Oh yeah, Alabama could beat the Bills, they could beat Nathan Peterman. The the people that are that make a living off setting these lines say yeah. the Bills would be a twenty eight point favorite. So yeah. there's definitely a discrepancy between them. I don't know if you guys saw this. There's been a little uh alien talk going along this this past week we called that too yeah, yeah i mean love it i'm always down for a little alien talk mm-hmm. and i i didn't remember seeing this but apparently a mystery object sped past the earth last year in october and uh most people thought at the time they couldn't explain it but scientists thought it was a comet and then they said an asteroid before we're finally deeming it the first of its kind a new interstellar object basically it sounds like they didn't know what the hell it was yeah and now, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you, if you know anything else on this, LJ, but uh, a new paper by the researchers at the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics say that they believe that was in a something created by another being to investigate and spy hmm. on Earth. So I took that as they felt like aliens are kind of well, yeah, giving that's us what a that look means. around. Kinda, do you have, yeah. I, I haven't read this yet. So do you, is there a reason that they believe that as far as you know? I mean, it's probably something, if it's the, what, the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics, it's probably something way over our pay grade. But do you have any idea? Well, uh, it, it it had, I was, I'm looking at the article now, Kev, I, and I did read through it once, but I think the shape of it uh, did not look, it looked didn't look natural. Manufactured. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't look natural. And there was some excess acceleration and some kind of unexpected boost as it came near the Earth to get it out of the, you know, the the uh, gravitational pull and, and so shoot it back out. So they felt like, yeah, they felt like there was something uh, inherently unnatural that caused it to do that, to come close to the Earth, to kind of get a glimpse and then go back to hmm. wherever. Interesting. Um, yeah, it uh, it's an interesting article. So the only, the thing that inter- that I thought I I just pictured this because there's like a head researcher kind of who was authoring this this paper. I can only imagine this is like an old long hair, probably got hair similar to LJ. Maybe uh maybe tokes a little bit on on the weeknights and and he's just doing all kinds of. Research. I'm sure there's a lot of like really deep research this guy's done, but I could just imagine this guy doing aliens are. Sp- in on us, you know. <laughs> well, we've talked about it. It's very. It's. I think LJ from what is it? Was that the Fermi? The Fermi paradox. Fermi paradox. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's almost 
it, it's probably happening. I think. Well, it's just yeah, to, it's unbelievably likely that there are aliens. the The question is why haven't we seen any evidence of it? And maybe this is it. And and that's another thing too is if you think of like uh, with the Fermi paradox, uh, you know, it's like why haven't we ever noticed aliens? But you know, maybe these these satellites or whatever that they may or may not be sending, we've always just assumed were asteroids for all of history. You know, right. And now we're starting to pick up on it they've, because we're and we'll, I'll, I'll post it on the show notes. But they've they, they don't have an exact picture because they weren't able to completely capture a picture of this. But they kind of have stopped it and they about what it looked like. And it does look like a big elongated rock at first. But then I mean, if if well, we don't know anything about aliens, but it could. It looks like it could possibly be some like big ship that I don't know. It looks like. You don't have to go that far out of your imagination to think this is like some ship, you know? I would say, though, I mean, as much as I want to believe it, 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 that is something where, like, the most efficient design will probably have been come up with by nature over the course of trillions of years. So if they've got this really aerodynamic design on this rock, it probably just means that it's a rock that's been going around forever, you know? I mean, it definitely could be a spaceship, but I'm more of a skeptic on this front, you know, where... I think it's just as likely that we're seeing the perfect set of circumstances for a rock to look like a spaceship. And we're calling Dad, did it. you have something to well, add? I do remember one other thing I think that article said is, you know, typically a rock or a comet has a, they it off gases, you know, that it has a trail uh, due to, to gases or melting ice or something sure. like yeah. that. And I think this object did not did not exhibit those properties much like a comet. So, so that further made it, yeah, further made it, uh, out of the ordinary. It, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to research it a little more. I thought it was a very interesting article. So who wants to give a shot at saying it? Uh, what, what uh, they, what they thought, the, what they yeah, thought it was. I, I'll, I'll go for a shot. They, they, he described it as a, uh, Ua, Ua, Mua, Mo, Mua? I, I can't say. LJ, do you have a, can you say it? Uh, it, it my pronunciation may not be perfect, but it would be pronounced Au, Mua, Mua. Which is the word, that word, that's what they called it. And that word's defined as a messenger that reaches out from the distant past. It's, is it a from Hawaiian, Hawaiian. Word, Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they, yeah. they could characterize this as. Interesting on, to, uh, to further on LJ's point, a little, some more alien, uh, discussion that came out earlier this past week and it's kind of like what lj talked about with the fermi stuff about why haven't we at least like why have we heard back or 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 had some connection with an alien and a study out of the uh mit's department of aeronautics and astronautics suggests that earth could make itself more visible to invite alien contact simply by using what they called a giant laser and a even bigger telescope so <laughs> they were saying that they said that Are these technical terms or <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's what they I said. Love it. I love it. That's awesome. They said they could use a one or two megawatt laser, which they have already created. Then the laser would need to be focused through a giant 30 to 45 meter telescope that which would You'd allow them that. to create an it would allow them to create an energy or yeah, an energy emission that could overcome the brightness of the sun, giving Earth a quote unquote porch light to attract attention from other other star systems. That is pretty cool. So it, LJ, you cool. talked about like reaching out to him and why have we heard something? This is this is scientists saying not only can we reach out, but this is like a legit uh, a way to get to him. Now, I think they said that it would for communication to have to happen, they would shoot this laser or whatever out. And then it might take years, five to 10 years before they oh. get a response. And then yeah. five to 10 more well, years yeah, to get a response light, back. You know? Yeah. It could be hundreds of years before, I mean, thousands of years before whatever the closest society could be that would see it. Uh, who knows? So I had two thoughts to this. My first thought was, that's pretty cool. And my second thought was, this sounds like you're just asking for it. Like, let's, yeah. like, it, this is like going and jumping in the ocean and then like you're already a little worried like sharks may be somewhere and then you're throwing a bunch of blood out there to try to attract yeah. them. Like why, why right, are we right, trying to jump? Yeah, we're not seeing yeah. these movies before. I feel like they've created these in Hollywood. Well, and that's one of the things we've talked about, too, is like, what if there's a, prope- uh, a predator society out there and every living society is like hearing us reach out and saying, shut up or they'll get you, you know, like. <laughs> and so, you know, maybe there's a reason that we've never seen somebody shining a big laser off of their planet, you know, because everyone that has <laughs> has been just, 
you know, rated for supplies, (laughs) essentially. Um, Because, like, we're thinking it's like we're leaving our porch light on for Halloween. But, like, in reality, it may not quite be that. Who knows? We'll see. It's awesome. I say go for it. (laughs) Well, it's just they don't know. Like, I don't know if their idea is like, yeah, these aliens will see it or these other beings will see it. And they'll go, oh, hey, let's go over to this this Earth and let's explain and teach them all this different stuff. Let's have a big explain it to Kevin with all these people, (laughs) these humans on Earth. Or, Explain or it to they Earth. might come, or they might come in and go. These people are competition. Let's blow yeah. them up. And then, or they might just go, done. "Oh, fresh beef." <laughs> come, yeah. You know. Wow. <laughs> well, here's my thoughts, though. Is like I say, like go for it because one way or another. Okay, so if they come over and they want to like explain it to Earth, then like the good that we get out of that is incredible, right? But if they come over and want to kill us, I mean, we're already doing that anyway, right? They're just going to speed <laughs> up the process. It's fine. It won't go <laughs> any worse than it's already going to go. It's just going to go faster. So whatever, bring it on. Let's just see. Let's uh, let's hope that I they can teach know. us how to be not racist or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That I wanted to, I wanted to bring up briefly, um, and this is this is a, a hard turn. But you you sent something. One, I wanted to just pour one out for for my guy uh, Des Bryant. Did you oh, see the? Did you see he yeah. got signed Poor in literally like, the next practice? Yeah, I really I think he had two practices. Yeah, and that hurts. I mean, well, and like I was ex- it probably I, also one. Hurts, I was but. excited because yeah, it probably it probably actually hurts his Achilles <laughs> to be to be torn, but. I was excited one because I've rooted for Des Bryant for a long time, and it was yeah. it, like I was still I was wanting I was like, well, cool. At least he's going to a team where like the Saints legit legitimately could win the Super Bowl, yeah, with or without Des Bryant. I thought, well, if he can help or not, like it, it was cool to watch Demarcus Ware. You know, I'd much rather see him mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl with the star on his helmet, as unlikely yeah. as that'll ever be. But it was cool to go see him win a Super Bowl. It was the Broncos too, so I had another rooting interest since yeah. it's LJ's team and always watch mm-hmm. them. But I still was hoping to see like it'd be cool to see Des Bryant win a Super Bowl, and then. Well, also, he could add a lot to that team. I mean, if he's as good as I think he is, then he could make a real difference on an already really great team. So that'd be awesome. It was just heartbreaking to see. Like, I woke up from an app and said, breaking news, Des Bryant tours. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. He didn't even get a game in with him. Yeah, and he yeah. seems so pumped. I just wonder, like, I really hope he's got the right people around him and the right mindset. Because that, that just could be tough mentally. You know, you go, yeah. you get cut by your team, and then it takes a while to get a new team. And then the, the best opportunity that could arise. Like, we were kind of making fun of Des Bryant for, like, basically tweeting out there trying to get New England to sign him at one point yeah. earlier this year. And then something like this, a Hall of Fame quarterback and coach, maybe. I think I don't know, maybe Sean Payton, we don't know yet. But still, some of the best minds and best arm out there. If anybody can make Des Bryant successful, it's probably yeah. Sean Payton and Drew Brees. And yeah. then this happens. It's just like, golly, that yeah. sucks. That's rough. Yeah, but, that's rough. That hurts. Bad break. Yeah. That got me to the the other point. And I was, I was also extremely excited to see him and the Saints come and just embarrass the clapper in Dallas on Thursday night football when the Saints play the Cowboys to see like Des yeah. Bryant go off for like four touchdowns. It'd be it'd yeah. be hard for for Jerry Jones to do his little press conference afterward and say, I still have full faith in Jason Garrett and this team. Yeah. And all this nonsense. But it, it really makes you wonder why Le'Veon Bell wants a long term contract, you know? Yeah. Because it, it literally any any practice, any, any play. practice. Yeah. I, I swear every time he says I'll be back soon. Somebody has this sort of injury, the season ending injury. I mean, it was like uh, uh, Jarek McKinnon and then uh, yeah. it was uh, uh, who else was it? Well, and then so now, you know, he was supposed to come back this week and now he's thinking he might not right after Des got hurt. Like, it's just, you know, it's rough. Well, it's rough. It's tough you sport. know, interesting yeah. on the the Le'Veon Bell stuff. I wanted to bring this up to you because now now they're saying that or it, the report is that he's probably not going to report at all this year and likely yeah. miss the entire year. Did you <laughs> see? Let me let me find it real quick. Well, it, it go. I wonder what you're going to say because I did see something about if they franchise him again, he gets paid considerably more. Well, it depends. Uh, it's actually there's a gray area. We might want to get more in depth on this on Tuesday. Yeah, but, maybe need to. But learn there's more definitely about some gray areas about like he could get quarterback money if they franchise yeah, tag him again if they consider that his third franchise tag, which it's unclear in the rules whether or not that would be his third or a second because he didn't actually use his second. So. Well, Right, it's right. it's a weird situation. Okay. 
Well, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up is that now uh, they don't they don't think he's going to he's going to report because it looks like someone else, a, a different like a, a journalist reported that what you're talking about, Dad, where this next franchise tag would be similar to like what a quarterback's tag is. And it'd be like twenty five million guaranteed instead of like I mean, what it would be Roethlisberger money legitimately. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. and so his agent. But what's crazy is I don't think him or his agent realized this was even a possibility until it was reported by another journalist. If I'm Le'Veon Bell, my my agent now I, my I'm with agent LJ. better know. Yeah, yeah, I'm with <laughs> LJ that it does seem like a gray area, and it, this is all new in the collective bargaining, so this is tough. But if if I'm holding out and already losing 14 million this year, my agent better know that CBA like the back of his damn hand. Like he better, yeah. there better not be any information coming out of any journalist, any. You know what? Papers, you know who's that agent? We didn't would? already know. Sam Bradford's who's? agent would know. Yes. I <laughs> he would know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, he he would know. For, he would know for sure. Yep. <laughs> Did oh, you boy. see, I, I, Dad? You brought it to my attention. We were talking about the Cowboys a little bit. The, the note that the uh, young fan left yeah. Jerry Jones. That was the best thing I've ever read. I don't know anything. LJ, about did this. you not see this? What do you do? You remember what some of that note said? It was basically this oh, young kid, like a seven year old kid, left a note. I think it was. I think maybe he was just. It was him and his mom. I don't think maybe. But anyway, he said, "Me and my mom watch your games all the time, and I just have something to tell you: the Cowboys suck." <laughs> <laughs> and just went on and on, and he said <laughs> something about he he must have liked Dez, the little kid. He says, "I know. I told you. Are you should have kept Dez, but." Uh, I think he said Jason Garrett had to go. We'll have to put it on the sh- in the show notes. It <laughs> yeah, was, I want to read that. Yeah, so he, kid. he some of it, just a little bit of it, was like, "Hey, my name is Ryan Wood. I'm a seven year old and uh, a, a second grade student at Mansfield, Texas." Blah blah blah. And then he talks about my family has been big Dallas Cowboys fans since the team since the team started. And he puts like, "I have a lot of cowboy gear. I've actually met Zeke, Taco, and Jason Witten and other players." <laughs> and then he says. You have made my mom very mad because we suck. Every yeah. game day, she is yelling at the TV and even has to turn off the game because it makes us so mad. We want to believe it. Like, it goes in depth, but it's just this oh, little kid. And he's, a, he's a cute little kid. It's his pic- and his picture is too smithson. I mean, it is just amazing. And as so a, who posted that picture? I mean, did Jerry Jones think like this? Like who did that? I, some like ABC Dallas got a hold of it. it. To me. Yeah. And she sent it to me. And then I sent it to, I guess, to you, Kev. Yeah, well, I saw it that same morning that you sent it to me. It was like blowing up on uh, Twitter. Because, I mean, everyone was just like, even the seven-year-old Cowboy fans fed up with Jason Garrett and, and, the, and the whole. It was just hilarious. We'll, we'll definitely post That's on the show great. notes. And, LJ, you need to give it a look. Yeah, We're I not alone. We're not alone in being pissed at the clapper. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, by the way, you already know something's going to happen to end this year. They're going to end up going eight and eight and have like a good four-game run at the end. And it's going to oh, give yeah. Jason, it's going to give Jerry Jones just a little bit of a reason to go. Maybe, maybe we ought to keep him around one more year. I don't even want to get dad know. started. I don't even want to get dad started. Yeah. You know, Jason Garrett has had two winning seasons in his eight year career. Two. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's absurd. Dad, I, you were going to bring up a little, uh, uh, something you noticed the other day, an oddity, some some odd things that go on in the, in the restroom. Yeah. Well, I, I, I couldn't, I didn't have any good way to segue or bring it up, but just, I'm just going to yeah. toss it over to you. And well, let's just call you the restroom oddity. A couple of things have become <laughs> kind of, I've realized of late. And I have this, the first, not the other oddity, I'll mention that in a minute, but I have this bad habit. When I was young, we had a toilet, and I don't know if any of y'all can relate that you had to shake the handle to make sure the flap uh-huh. was stuck. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, why I'm, I was always as a kid, I wanted to get in and out of that bathroom. That was just mm-hmm. wasted time. I mean, you got you too know, many I, things to do. Too many things to do. Now I spend a little more time in there. Anyway, uh, checking <laughs> check Facebook, Facebook. Check Facebook and stuff, you know. But anyway, that's a whole nother, that's another subject. That's not what you call for. Um, so I've got, I've, I've made this habit of flushing the commode while I was still, yes, you know, yeah, try to going, time it out perfectly. Try to time it to out where, perfectly. Yeah. And 
I can't <laughs> time it out perfectly. Inevitably, yeah. the toilet bowl is filling back up with water <laughs> and I'm still going. And that's bad. Yeah. So now I got a double flush. Yep, double flush. And, which defeats uh, the whole purpose of right. the timing right. thing. And I don't yep. know. I mean, the, the toilet still flushes at about the same amount of time. And I don't have to I don't have to jiggle the handle on any of my toilets now. It's just so ingrained <laughs> in me. Yeah. So I think maybe my go time has, has apparently lengthened. Perhaps that's <laughs> what's happened. I don't know. But now I will okay, say so I can totally yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I can totally relate to that because I do the same thing. I don't know. I think it was just an efficiency thing. I think like that's the the Germany in our genes or something, maybe. But uh <laughs> maybe so. Uh, I just to be as efficient as possible. But yeah, I mean, and then and then I've been drinking a lot of coffee, which I didn't used to. And so I think, you know, you have to use more and uh more often bathroom time with coffee. And so <laughs> So uh, I think that's that's changed my timings up and I just can't I can't wrap my head around it. And then the other thing that happens is so if I'm going for full efficiency, I'll like throw the seat up and start going and the seat about 10 percent of the time will start slowly drifting down. So then I've got to do the oh, God, what do I do? Do I catch it? Do I? (laughs) Yeah, it's not. You got to catch it. Right. And then you catch it. But then you're like trying to catch and keep your aim at the same time. That's that. If the toilet seat starts falling while you're standing and going to the bathroom, you better get some toilet paper ready because you're going to make a mess. <laughs> you can have a problem. I mean, it's just, you can have a problem. Which yeah. leads me to my next thing. So in the house that I live in now, we have hardwood floors okay. or tile floors. Sure. And for whatever reason, you know, that little carpet that you used to put by the toilet that would kind of hug the toilet, kind of had the little cutout that yeah, would yeah, go up by yeah. the toilet. Well, we don't have those in our in our house anymore. It's just a tile floor or a hardwood floor. Mm-hmm. And often, I mean, I'm leaving and I kind of look down there and there's a drip, you know, on the floor. There's a, there's so, a little drip. There's a drip on the floor. So that brings to mind two things. One, I'm not standing close enough, apparently, you know. So now now I basically straddle the toilet when I'm going. I've got an image I did not need. Yeah. So, so let's just say I'm standing closer. But the biggest oh. thing to me is it made me think of how nasty those rugs yeah. were. No kidding. God, those were if horrible. If there's just like a drip. Like one or two drips each time. Just think over the course of a week, month, year. It's essentially soaked dried pee. It's soaked, <laughs> soaked with urine. I mean, it's terrible. Well, and I'll say Ugh. like, because the splashback is real, you know, like, especially if like, I've got a relatively low toilet. And so like the, you know, j- the distance the water has to get, you pour like water into a cup from a long distance, yeah. it's going to splash out. Right. And so, right, right. so yeah, so we've inevitably got to clean up the bathroom more often than, you know, you, probably you would probably do. think to. And, well, uh, and, so. and, and just, just to, to ride on the coattails of that. Um, and, and just, this is, uh, to any new parents that may be listening with young little boys, I mean, the way to help them train to go to the bathroom is get them excited to go make bubbles. That's what my dad did to me. That's what we did with y'all. It was like, hey, let's go to the bathroom. Let's make bubbles. Because because of what you said, there's a distance and it splashes and it makes little bubbles. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it was kind of fun to a young kid trying to learn to be potty trained. And wow, but now so, that there's other things, you don't like stand up on your tippy toes to get a little more height. No, no, I don't you do got to clean anymore. up more often. No, yeah, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Why do we though? I'm, I'm the same way on the, like I try to time out the flesh, like. I tried to fit. I like, thought that was just know. me because I had to no. jiggle the handle. So it's just I. A- you know, I I've done it forever. Hannah makes fun of me every single time. She'll always be like, "Why don't you just wait?" Because well, she makes fun of me every t- every single time I have to do the second flush. That's when she makes fun of me. Yeah, and well, so because then we're wasting water. She's right. You know? Yeah, because I mean, then that's, sometimes that's stupid. Sometimes you even like it. Even now, it wakes it takes more time because you have to let the toilet bowl like fill up. You have to let the water yep. fill up so you can then yep. flush it again, or you just yep. don't right. flush again. Now you're leaving pee in there. It's just. Why do I just wait yep. that extra three seconds and right. then flush it when it's over and but walk out? I seem to physically be unable to do that. Yeah. For some <laughs> every reason. time I'm, I'm trying to like, all right, I feel like the pee's almost done and I flush it. Now, every now and then, though, <laughs> I flush it right on time and you're like, oh, yes. Yeah, you feel I, great. I, I guess that's why you do it. It's the adrenaline of winning a bet. You know, it's the same thing <laughs> yeah. as gambling. <laughs> I haven't won that bet in a long time. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, boy. Guys, I, I have a uh, 
uh, explain it to Kevin. I wanted to bounce off you guys. We, yes. we brought this up, and since since there's no aliens coming down yet to come explain it to us, uh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get y'all to explain this. We'll to do me. what we can. Why? <laughs> why? Every time I crack open a soda, if I'm drinking a good Coke or Diet Coke, whatever, that after that first drink, every time I have a big hiccup, sometimes even a painful hiccup. It's not like I know you get the hiccups from laughing or something, but every time I take that one drink of a soda, I always have that one hiccup. It doesn't happen again. Just that first one. Is there a reason? I don't for this? know the answer, but I've got a theory. Well, hit, Dad, hit do you me. have anything or? I don't, no, I know that I'll get one sometimes if I have something hot. You know, something well, spicy, uh, I'll get a hit. That's my next one. It was, that my next one was going to be that. I'll, I yeah, guess spicy okay. taco. Uh, I definitely don't know the answer to that. Okay. As far <laughs> as the, the soda. Yeah, let's questions up. Uh, the soda thing, I think a hiccup is when you're breathing. Your need for air doesn't match up with what your lungs are doing, I think. And so I think it's a correction of your uh, your lungs and your diaphragm trying to get that synced back up the way that it needs to be. And okay. so that's why, like, allegedly, like, scaring you or drinking a glass of water while holding your breath or, you know, doing all these things that have totally to do with your breath uh, seem to help sometimes is sometimes you're doing the right thing to get you more breath or less breath or whatever you needed. And so when you first open a can of Coke, there's a whole lot of air crammed into that can and the bubbles in the soda and everything. And you're taking in air as you're taking in water. So it desyncs your system. I think that's my, because it my always guess. does it. It's like, and, and I, it probably has something to do with, I, I drink like when I drink something, like whether it's a water bottle or a Coke, I always take like big drinks. I don't like sip. So I'm probably yeah. like you said, I'm, I'm opening a Diet Coke and it's just it's all the bubbles are fizzing and everything. And then I take a huge gulp and yeah. it's always that first drink that just makes me have a big hiccup. And then like dad said, when I go get some go get some tacos and if there's some spicy or like some wings, if I start eating something real spicy, it'll kind of make me hiccup with that, too. And I don't know what. Well, so that's maybe doing. maybe the thing there is uh, because like when when you, people drink, they get hiccups a lot. And, uh, you know, there's always like a, a Disney character that, you know, is supposed to be a drunk because they're hiccuping the whole time. Um, and so I think that probably has to do with like you're you're changing the way you breathe because you're getting lazier or whatever as you drink. And I bet you you're changing the way you breathe when you like take in that first sniff that burns your nose of a hot wing or something like that, maybe. Or yeah, like maybe. while that's going down your throat or something. I don't know. But, you know, and I, I don't know. Maybe. Had the hiccups in a long time. That knock on wood. Because yeah, you ever say, had a bad case? Yeah, I was yeah. about to say you. You're asking for it with that. Well, with that yeah. you just did. So, well, you know what I'm, Mimi used to tell me though is it meant you're growing. So maybe that just means you're not growing as much as you used to be. So mm-hmm. I'm still growing based on like a week ago. So okay. we'll see what <laughs> else there. But. There you go. <laughs> maybe John Payne will know the answer. You know, we got a practitioner yeah. that uh, we can have the doc on. We can have the doc back on. Yeah. And have a little hiccup segment. Yeah, so. maybe that'll happen. <laughs> My last explain it to Kevin. Uh, is going to be I, so I've I've wondered this before and I've never really asked it why who in the hell like I get why we we've shortened down Lifford and people like sometimes call you Liff like I get that who decided we we shortened down Richard to Dick and William <laughs> to Bill <laughs> to and, Bill and Robert to Bob I, like is this just some I random person was like do you oh, really Bob, know this Bob's I easier know to the say than Robert this. yeah what, what who the hell decided this and and what okay. is the Richard authority is Dick I mean where did that okay. come from so this is this is I actually know the answer to that I looked this, this up like awesome. like a couple months ago um, okay so uh, have you guys ever heard of Cockney rhyming scheme no no so there was this thing in like uh, you know industrial pre-industrial early industrial England uh, where people from the Cockney area which I, I don't know if that's uh, like a state or if that's just like I know it's an accent it's like the the British poor person accent that you would imagine but they had this like thing that they would do where they would uh, they would replace words with words that rhymed with them like I don't have any examples right now but they would just do that in conversation and it was like the cool hip thing to do to just like instead of saying what you're saying say a word that rhymes with it yeah okay so people's nicknames you know you'd shorten Richard down to Rick and then they would call you uh, Dick or Pick or Lick or something like that. And then eventually a couple of them stuck because enough people got called that. And so really? it's just like, yeah, it's just it was a cool thing to do in a poor area of England and around, you know, the 1820s. And that's all it is. And now and now we've done because like so I guess they were doing they shortened William down to Will. And then yeah. they rhyme that with Bill. Bill Dillpill. They call him like Will Dillpill or something like that. And then, uh, you know, whatever Robert's stuck, Rob. stuck for Rob somebody. Rob with Bob. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always wondered Richard, that because yeah. like, I'm like, dad was saying was Richard. Like, I just like, who decided like, you know, like uh, we got two buddies <laughs> named Richard. And I thought it maybe happened like, 
I had two buddies named Richard, and I just decided to make things easier. I'm going to call you Dick and call you Richard. And then that, that just became a shorten for Dick. I was going to say poor, poor two, Dick. We got he two leverage on this name. podcast, so I'm going to be known as LJ, and you're going to be learning, known as Peckerhead. Is that, does that work? Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's and then, and then it just stuck over over years. It just stuck, and now everybody did Lifford was just short. We called him Peckerhead now. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the way I saw this going. Um, damn. Okay. No. Um, no. 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 Yeah. Well, so I'm, it's, it's, I'm it's happy just that LJ actually thing. had that knowledge in him. I, th- I figured he would just yeah. be like I was, and he could. I don't know. Someone. Someone along the lines said it. Yeah. No. That's well, glad cool that you brought that up. Knew that. Yeah. Straight up, just learned that recently. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You got more, Kev? Right. What's that? Yeah. What? Well, I don't <laughs> have any more. Ex- I don't have any more explaining to Kevin's off the top of my head, but I do have uh, a slight etiquette thing if we wanted to get on it I, that I've okay. came across earlier. Oh, I can always learn to how to act. You. We're here to help oh, is you, Kevin. For no, helping or is no, this for we're, like guidance? We're here to help. You we're here to help others. We're here to help others. This is. <laughs> I want to teach someone. Maybe. Maybe I can help one person listening to this realize because I think this is something people Could don't realize me. they're doing. It, I, yeah, I, I think it has been me at times. So it's it's gas station etiquette, and I think I might oh be boy. hitting close to home with uh, with pops here. You might this, be. Yeah. So well, I, I, I realized that this morning for the first time because I I never had to deal with diesel, so like having a diesel truck, and there might only be sure. two pumps that do diesel pumps. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. So I was in riding the truck with, apparently, if you're with someone who drives a diesel truck, this can really drive them up a wall. Because I, I there's not a lot of things my buddy Dylan gets too worked up about, but my God, let a, let a little Volkswagen be parked in the diesel spot and sit there for a long time. He started just cussing up a storm. He was upset. It just really bothered him. But I got it to an extent. So we're sitting there and we pull in and there's someone at the diesel pump over here and there's someone at this one. So we're like, ah, crap, we're going to have to wait. And he waits behind this one car and it's his Volkswagen. So he's already a little perturbed that it's a car that doesn't have to be using the diesel. They probably could have went to another well, I, one. They just I don't know if that's necessarily true. I do know that there are some Volkswagens that run on diesel. And in fact, like a well, lot of like v- vegan people well, will use them so they can get like old corn oil and stuff like that from restaurants. But to be clear, what we, we, we call that in the industry auto diesel because it's not on a truck island for a big truck. So cars and pickups and stuff can get it, but we'll have gasoline available on the same dispenser that diesel is available. But we have diesel only available at a few select dispensers. Right. Which is kind of think what you're getting at, right? So well I'm just saying that not all not all Volkswagens but a small sometimes Volkswagen they need could diesel. have been a diesel. It could have been yeah, a diesel. That's right. all I'm well, saying. that's either here nor there. And, and but if it's my car, ride. if I'm sitting there taking out that pump, let's use me as an and, example, I guess. Yeah, yeah so you're, yeah, you're sitting here taking the pump, but not my only are you fit, taking up the pump. lawnmower. Yeah, not only is your Honda taking up the diesel pump, which is fine. You have just as much a right to get gas. It, that, it has right. gas at each one. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. But then what, what the etiquette you don't realize is like, get your gas. And then and if, if move, 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 you don't have to sit there forever. <laughs> so this person, I, I'm, I'm sure what they were doing is they, they put the pump in and they started pumping gas and then they went inside and they were going to go maybe yep. on a road trip. So they went inside, use the bathroom, get a Coke. And then someone came back and they were sitting in the passenger like, flaming hot Cheetos or regular Cheetos. Yeah. And then they put the pump up, like they put it in. And then the person who was driving, who sat out there while the car was pumping, they were like, okay, now I'm done pumping. Now I need to go get something from inside. So they right. went inside. Right. And it's like, all right, you can take that pump because it's you have just a right as much as that. Like Dad said, it has gas and it has diesel, so you have just as much a right to it. But once you're done, go park in one of the parking spots. You don't have to be taking up the only damn diesel pump in the entire gas station while you're looking for which bag of chips you want. And <sighs> okay, this is something I just haven't really thought about because I would go to if because I I, I started defending the person because Dylan was like I was just raving and hooting and hollering, and I was like. <laughs> Well, I, can hear hear I would so, love to see that. Yeah, I can so hear him. Like, oh, God, I can hear him. <laughs> I started defending person. I was like, so you're telling me that I can't go to this diesel pump and get gas at it, even though it has gas, because I should think, no, you you diesel truck, you should get it. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'll wait for you. But just once you're done, move your car so I can get it, because I can't just go to the pump next to it or the pump next to it like a normal person. I have to wait at this specific one. So really, just sucks for all you diesel drivers out there. But if, if, if you're going to be at the gas station, just have the etiquette. I think it's something I probably would have not thought about. But just think about it's kind of dad's whole don't be a dick thing. You know, just think about the <laughs> next person behind you. And if and if you're done getting gas, 
just go ahead and pull up and then go inside and get your stuff. You don't have to be taking up a pump, especially if it's a noon on a Sunday and it's busy. Like this place was crawling with people. There were people waiting at each spot. Just go ahead and make line move. Just think about the next guy or woman, you know? Can I tell you another thing that, that so I recognize being in the fuel business is we, we usually have what we call dive in, uh, fuel islands. Dive in is where you turn right off the road at a 90 degree and you're there, you know, so they're perpendicular okay. to the road. Yeah. Okay? okay. And so you might have six or seven pumps and they dive in so you can everybody can get to each pump you know it's it's easy access to each pump it's not like they're in line where you you have to pull up and and that's what i'm getting at sometimes we'll have two pumps in line if you know what i mean okay and i always won't pull up to the furthest front pump yeah people will stop at the back pump so nobody can get through and get to that front one or they yeah. have to drive around well, and, and pull see, in and back, back up. in. To your point that. is it's not something like uh, that person's not purposely trying to screw over everyone they're, they're else. Just it's just thinking. not thinking they're about it. They're just not thinking. Right, right. And no. I, well, and so I would not have thought about until Dylan brought up. Now, I will. I want to say this person did drive Dylan crazy. It was just pure entertainment for me. I was making fun <laughs> of him. I was egging on. I was I was itching the bear. I was poking the bear the whole time. It was It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, El? Uh, I was going to say that it feels like sometimes, at least maybe here in Chicago, it feels like because there's not enough real estate to put a bunch of pumps. And so they'll stack as many as they can. And uh, so sometimes there's not room for like a line. And so it's really frustrating when uh, someone's taking the closest one and you've got to like find a way to like get back out on the road and come back out the other side of yeah. the gas station. I mean, half the time I'll just move on to another gas station, which I'm sure the gas station owners are. Which I'm sure as that is. Yes, yeah, so I'm sure yeah. uh, Pops is just loving that you'll just go to the next, the, the Chevron yeah. instead of that Easy Mart. Yeah. You know? Inconvenience well, me for it, a half it, a second. I'm done with you. And it's not <laughs> even your fault. But, uh, but, but because interestingly enough, though, the reason we built these dive in pumps, you see, mainly now is for that very reason, because yeah. you, you can, because we want to be able to serve the customers when everybody needs to pull up. You know, we need yeah. to be at 6 p.m. and 7 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. When everybody's going home or going to work and we want yeah. you to have access. So that's why the dive in uh, type of setup was was come up with because it, it's better. It's more accessible. That makes sense. To the customer. That makes sense. You know, what, yeah. you know what else I learned in, in all of this, Dad, is that when when you're at these big gas stations where there's to the side, you know, when there's to the side, there's where the diesel trucks will pull up and they'll get yeah, gas. Yeah, right. Well, one that they don't have like a chip reader or like a card reader there. So you have to like go inside sometimes and like start your pump. But that those pumps fuel up way faster than the ones way that we faster. use. Mm-hmm. It was incredibly fast. Like his mm-hmm. truck was full like that, which I get because diesel trucks are have a bigger tank. And so they're sitting there longer. Huge tanks, yeah. But we, why can't my truck, why can't we just all have them fill you, up faster? Why you can't know, there I go? Is, there's a regulation that gas pumps can not go faster than 10 gallons per minute. Really? And yes, there's Well, it's we're a, just dropping knowledge regulation. on folks today. Okay. And I don't know exactly why, but diesel pumps can fuel faster than that. And if you've noticed, a diesel nozzle is much larger in diameter. It won't fit in most gas tanks. So that's one reason it's huh. it's a different size. So you won't accidentally fill up your gasoline car with diesel. Yeah, it also right. is a larger diameter to allow more flow. And you can, I, I don't know what the diesel pumps do, but they'll do a lot. I mean, they're uh, uh, yeah, very fast. I don't know. You, you're probably like me and hadn't spent too much time at the diesel pump because I've never driven yeah. a diesel truck. But that thing filled up so fast. It was considerably faster than the one we use on a daily basis. It just blew my yeah. mind. I had no idea. But I think another yeah. thing, though, Kevin, that from like a different perspective is if like the, the gas pump that like filled up your truck at a reasonable amount of time. I mean, my car is like at half a tank with like three and a half gallons. So that would be like, I wouldn't, I'd just like click it on and then it would be like over. It would yeah. just be overflowing. It literally so. <laughs> Yep. So done. It wouldn't be so like to consider us uh, us go kart drivers, you know. Yeah. Slow it down a little bit. So if if you got nothing else from this whole little etiquette thing, just if you're going in the quick ones, go ahead and pull to the second one instead of parking in that back one to get gas. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, I mean, I'm not saying you need to always think about it, but if you can and you're done getting gas, go ahead and park in the spot up there. If you can just pull up to a spot and then go do your do your. If you got to go check Facebook inside or, or or whatever you need to go do in the bathroom, you know. Take care of that, but just open up that pump for the next person. Because it, it's, it's kind of like the handicap stall. Flow. Like if if the bathroom's full, you can use the handicap stall. But like try Otherwise, to get your business no. done as quickly yeah. as possible and get out of the way. Because if somebody needs it, 
You're blocking the only one. Because if we're all working together and doing kind of the the unwritten Mm -hmm. rules of of humanity, then everything works a little faster and a little better. Because there Mm -hmm. is usually, like Dad said, there was a design. There's a reason they came up with this. And they were kind of hoping everyone would oblige by go ahead and go to the second one instead of stopping at the first one. So it didn't bother me as much. Yeah. Interesting fun fact of gas. What do you think the average fill-up is on gasoline? On gasoline. Like, like yeah. how many gallons? What do you mean cost yeah, if, you're, if you're going to fill up gallons. Yeah, if you're going to fill up, what would be the average fill-up? Uh, 10 gallons. Okay. LJ? You, uh, I mean, I, well, I don't know because I know I drive just like a little car. So um, I guess I'll go with like 12 or something, yeah. which would be well, more than I can fit. It. It's, it's 10 to 12 gallons because most really? cars- yeah, yeah. Most cars have either a twelve, maybe, or fifteen gallon gas tank. You know, like my truck has a thirty five gallon gas Good tank. Lord, I'm gonna be man. there a while. Yeah, I'm gonna be there a Jeez. while. Um, and I'm gonna write a big check too. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, that, you know, but I don't have to fill up as often. So anyway, yeah. I did want to stop it, but I thought that was interesting to make. Yeah, that is interesting. Fill up Ten to twelve gallons. Yeah. We almost forgot the the very lovable and and great guy, <laughs> just great, fantastic person, good mentor, the beloved Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Bobby Petrino has been as of, this is Sunday, as of this morning, he was fired from the University of Louisville. We brought it up last week after Clemson just beat him like a redheaded stepchild, and then they lost again this week, bad. And uh, yeah, Bobby Petrino got fired, and not only did he get fired, but it was great. And I'll post the picture on our show notes. But oh, please, they, yes. they have a screenshot shot taken of he's doing a lot of these coaches if you'll see especially in the local like the local tv near there like our local stations here in Fayetteville do like a Chad Morris Chad Morris coaches show on Saturday nights or Sunday mornings I can't remember which one it is but so Petrino was doing his coaches show with one of the local news channels and he's sitting there on a chair doing a little interview with this guy for the the Louisville coaches show and then the crawl the news breaks that Louisville has fired by Petrino. So while he's doing while he's doing the coach while show. he's doing the coach's show with like a Louisville sweater on and a Louisville hat, it pops up on the bottom. University of Louisville has fired head coach Bobby Petrino, and he clearly has no idea. Was he idea. filming this live? Yeah, no, and he has no clue that it's going on. It was just usually they're live. Yeah, fantastic. Those shows it are was live. great. And yeah. like we said, so it just you think there was like a cameraman just guy. like. Hey, hey, stop. Well, stop. I got to tell you something. Go to that's, commercial. What I, that's what I'm wondering. So like, yeah, his phone's probably not. If it's on him, it's on like vibrate. You know, if you're doing this live, you can check it during break. So he's probably not checking to see like, hey, you've just been fired. So he's sitting there doing this interview. And I wonder if there is a cam up like uh, uh, break, c- c- toss to break, toss to break, toss to break. And then and they're just... Poor well, guy. okay, but so that does make me okay. So I don't feel bad for him, but yeah, like no, I could, neither do I. I'm being because, very sarcastic. I but I could because I like now I'm realizing that they didn't tell him they were going to fire him. Like, and so they also didn't. They might have texted him or emailed him. Would be the best that they could have offered doing it that way. Like that's kind of a shitty thing to do. Am I right? Yes. You're yeah, fire somebody. It's it's, it's, it's get them on the they phone. They need to know first. If you, if yeah. if y'all are firing me from JPP, y'all need to let me know first. Okay. <laughs> no, we're gonna break the news to you on the air as we kick on you out of here <laughs> with the interim host already on speed dial. <laughs> yeah, Tony's waiting in the wings. <laughs> well, and I do think I do think you're right, L. They probably should have like given him a heads up before he goes on the coach show. Like, hey, we're gonna let you know, or wait till it's over. You know, make sure you have that face to face with him. But there's this little thing called karma, and what goes karma. around comes around comes and he around. had it coming for him and it poor guy i hate it for him yeah. but he'll and he'll get another job somewhere but bob petrino spent a lot of time being a dick to a lot of people and it just i think yep. it, it comes around what goes around comes around so it was a to bitch see. and it bites you in the ass yes. so and it did him there but does there does I, need to be a 30 for 30 on bob petrino and then <laughs> and, and all of like the how he left atlanta how he it's his wreck yep. on highway 16 at arkansas and yep. All of it. There needs to be this 30 for 30 because it would be. Well, the hell of it is. He is a talented coach. He truly has a talented offensive mind, but he's just. Well, I think this Louisville stuff kind of showed why it may not have worked long term at uh, at 
Arkansas? Because I think Petrino has some of that that you've seen a little maybe. You've heard people say it with uh, Harbaugh when he was at San Francisco. I think they just wear on people so much Mm -hmm. that after four, five plus years, your message starts to wear thin and people start seeing through, especially if Petrino is the kind of guy that we've kind of seen him to look like he is, where he got out of Dodge in Atlanta as soon as the going seemed rough. And I think I I just uh, that that yelling at people all the time and just being a dick all the time, it can start to wear on folks. And I don't know if that works at a. Then again, we say that. And Nick Saban, I, I think we get an outside. See, we we see what Nick Saban and Belichick look like from the outside, and it sounds like from what players say in inside the doors that they're not that way all the time. See, and I will say that I think, and this is a little segue for something I eventually want to talk about, but we don't have time today. Uh, I think the difference is we have product coaches and process coaches, where a product coach is somebody that puts out something good today, but doesn't think about the structure of the team and you know all that jazz. Okay, uh, they're just they're putting something together. Think Wade Phillips. Who took a uh, Bill Parcells team that you was give an you know, doing okay. okay. Um, but then like walked out the door with a 13 and three record and then just fell apart from there because he couldn't coach a, a full football team on his own. And then you've got uh, process coaches like uh, Bill Belichick or Greg Popovich who who are thinking the long haul. They're not thinking about they're building. They're building uh, the infrastructure I, for for mm-hmm. the next 10 yeah. years. Not right. Just. And so I think Petrino is more of a pros, uh, a product coach instead of a process coach. And that's why you see that he can come into a team and make some exciting things happen happen but then it inevitably seems to to kind of decline from then on out because he doesn't put together a good process that's my thoughts huh do you think i, think, I, I think go way more into depth than yeah. that on another episode but yeah i think you're no, awesome yeah, that would be good do you think you can is this something that that like a jerry jones or, or someone hiring could see in the interview you could you could find a, a process coach uh, I think I think conceivably, I mean, I think people could also, you know, kind of mask those things pretty well. But uh, I don't know. We should probably talk about it more so I can give you more of an idea of like because there's all sorts of other like topics to kind of delve into with it. But but yeah. yes, I think you can kind of see that thing a little bit. And that's, you know, to some degree why I think like Oakland uh, gave Gruden a 10 year contract is because they thought of him as a they process coach, as a not process. a product coach. Which I see well, him it's like, as the opposite, but that's just me, you know. Yeah, and it's like you said. Uh, I, th- I think but, you do. Yeah. If if you're going to go all in, you go all in on them. Give them five plus years. You know, give them time to really mm-hmm. either fall in their face or succeed or what, whatever. Give them know? at least three, says LJ. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. That'll be. We'll we'll get that out soon. Yeah, it needs a lot of revision, but. Okay, so you guys know her, um, and also uh, a, a fair number of the listeners probably will. Um, I'm not going to give away too much personal information just in case, but uh, um, Andrew's sister Haley has uh, a, a very unique disability, and she just had a bunch of surgery done, and uh, it's going to be a rough like month or so for her. So she loves getting letters in the mail, and if anybody is interested in sending her a letter, please reach out to us at justpressplaypod at gmail.com. And I can give you more information, where to send it. It would just be so great if she got just like, you know, hundreds of letters. It would be fantastic. So just, just uh, like there. a letter with a note inside or or just anything like a get well soon card or or okay. just, you know, asking her how she's doing or write her a note about what's going on with you. Just I mean, anything would be nice. But yeah, uh, yeah. she loves getting mail. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I like Haley's a good girl. She's a no, sweet Haley's girl. Haley's my uh-huh. hero. Yeah. yeah. Good friend she's of mine for girl. a long, long, long time. So, yeah, we'll put yeah. we'll put something. Uh, we'll put a little link to something in the show notes. And yeah, reach out to us on the email if you have any interest and we'll help it out. That That's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. All right. Yeah, that's all I got. Before before we head out of here, uh, we didn't, we missed it last week. Uh, do y'all have, y'all want to hit on what we're listening to before we, before we get out the door? Well, I have been listening and the reason I was checking the pronunciation early, the Jackson Brown eponymous album, which is otherwise known as Saturate Before Using, but, but eponymous is just means named after themselves. It's, it's really just Jackson Brown, uh, sure. but it's got Jamaica Say You Will uh, on it as the first song. And it's it's just an amazing album. And, and I don't I just was dialing across and I thought I'm going to listen to a little Jackson Brown. It's definitely a throwback. I mean, this is probably a late 70s album. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I'm sure. But a really great album. I don't know so, a uh, ton uh, of Jackson Brown. I might need to do a little dive into some Jackson Brown. Ooh, congratulations, Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown. Congratulations. Yes, you just got. And, and he's one <laughs> oh, of those whose lyrics. Wait, are, is that? Are y'all telling his, me to look at congratulations, or you're congratulating me on this this good time that I'm going to have? It's going to be a good to, time. You're about you to enjoy just, yourself. 
<laughs> You're about to yes. He's a very he's a very good lyric writer. Um, he's a good songwriter. He's got a great voice. He's a good piano player, artist, good great guitar player. Um, just one of the I think one of the uh, forever artists that that right. we will remember for a long time. And so anyway, I'll put that on the show notes or on the what we're listening to tab. And Kevin, you're welcome. All right, sweet. <laughs> I will say there there isn't there's not much better. Like we talked about a little bit when I when I brought up Lauren Hill and I've actually got some feedback from some people that were just like, Why did you wait this long to listen to Lauren Hill? <laughs> but there is something there is something too like when you know something that's been around for a while and just for whatever reason you haven't got around to it and then you finally do it. Like yeah. you, you get to enjoy this thing that's been around forever, not forever, but a long time, and then you get to realize, yeah. oh, it's like brand new to me. It's like, you know, you get a you get a used truck and it's like it's new to me, you know, it's awesome. It's new to me. <laughs> so what I've been listening to is uh, my boy uh, Vince Staples released an album. I think it was two weeks ago, one or two oh, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I haven't listened to that yeah, yet. Yeah, FM, and it, it's a pretty solid album. I, I, I'm just a big fan of Vince Staples, and from front to back, like it starts with Feels Like Summer and then Don't Get Chipped. It's just got some good songs on it. I like the entire album. It is FM by Vince Staples. Is is a good one. So okay. Hell, what 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 do you got? What you been listening to? Um. Okay. So I I've always liked Van Morrison. That you know. Um, oh, but I've never really listened. Up. Oh yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I've never really listened past Moondance or uh, whatever that best of album is called. Like that's basically all I've ever listened to. Well, I've, I stumbled across a song called "I'll Be Your Lover Too." That dude is an artist. That is a beautiful song. Van Morrison B-Sides. Like, I'm just going to, like, go through everything Van Morrison ever wrote now. <laughs> and I'll probably, because he's got such a unique voice, I'll probably get tired of it, like, within an hour and a half. But, like, damn, that song is good. So, well, that's you know, me. interesting you say that. I, I, there are some Van Morrison little gems you'll find out there. There's some Van Morrison I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. You know, because it does. His voice, I guess, could get a little tiring. But some of it is amazing it's it's yeah it's well, that's so what, I, good, i'll never so. fault somebody for not liking van morrison but i do feel a little bit of pity because there's a lot of good in what he does i mean but i, I, I have not too. heard this song i'm anxious to and maybe i have and don't realize it but now i'm yeah thank you lj now I'm, no problem I'm well, and chances are because it's van morrison it's probably been in seven or eight movies so far so you know good because chance. he's the soundtrack <laughs> king yes yes he is all right. That's all me. Well, I think I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, do you have anything else y'all wanted to add in? Oh, I have a question just real quick. This might take two seconds. Two seconds. All right. Do I sound like a dick when I text you guys? Or do I sound angry? Um, um, right off the dome? No. <laughs> why do you, I get say, why do you all, say that? All the time. All the time I'll get a message where somebody will like try to reassure me and I'll be like, uh, no, no, no. I, I like like today I got a text message uh, saying, hey, can you help me with this thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and then he was telling me, you know, like we were trying to like schedule it. And he was like, it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. I mean, it's probably like less than and I was like, oh, I know I, I'm it's a gala. I'm not worried about it. And he's like, oh, you just sound a little frustrated. I was like, I get that all the time that people through text message well, think I sound frustrated or angry. That is interesting. And I have no idea how to fix it. That is interesting. You bring it up because it's funny how a text message can work. Like we we text a lot more than we probably yeah. talk now, and it is funny. Like you'll send something and it can be read. It's just funny how we we read it. Like we might read, "Oh yeah, absolutely," and that like when you say that, I think, "Oh yeah, LJ's oh, cool." Yeah, but, but absolutely. Read that, but yeah, reading a message, maybe I read it like he's like, "Ah oh, shit, yeah, absolutely." I'll, I'd love to spend part there's of my a, day helping you out. You know, we always read into things. There, there's a spectacular Key and Peel sketch based on the same idea. I'll have to put that in the show notes. But uh, but yeah, so I think like if it happened to me once, I can think like, oh, this person's just misreading me. But it seems to happen to me on a basically monthly basis. So like, what am I doing? Mm. What am I doing wrong? Well, guys? you know what might be <laughs> uh, what's kind of funny to add is maybe he does text like a dick. And I'm just I ignore LJ so much because like, we're, yeah, we're used I've been to doing it. this my entire <laughs> yeah. life. For the past 24 years, I've been either <laughs> either trying to annoy LJ or ignoring LJ. <laughs> So maybe I just maybe I just brush it off. It doesn't even affect me anymore. Well, so maybe while we set up the Tuesday episode, like just try to pay attention of like what kind of mood do you think I'm in? If you really had to guess, <laughs> and then we can you know let me know. Let me know. All right, that's all. Now, I there got. are there have been times. There have been times I have I've guessed your mood by your text messages. That has happened, so I can see that. Okay, there were sure. times you'll write an email or a text message, and I'll think that's just pretty busy or something like that. That has occurred to me, but it's not like a usual thing at all. You know, funny though, because I feel like I I try to make a point to like never let my emotions into my correspondence unless like it's <laughs> a huge part of my correspondence. Um, so like it's funny that you would say that because like I feel like. 
like, and this is just internally, this is how bad we are at guessing who we are. I feel right. like I'm really yes. good at never letting that happen, but clearly, clearly I do. <laughs> and sometimes I even let it happen when it's not even true. Like I'm just, I'm, I've, I'm really bad at the skill that I've always thought I was good at. You know, so I real quick. So I, the guy that doesn't know me very well. Okay. Like actually my new boss, and, but he, I like him and all. He said something the other day was like, Lifford just can't pay anybody a compliment. And I'm <laughs> what? like, what? He doesn't even know me that well. But there must be something to that because I do hear that sometimes. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy who I, I think he likes me. I like him. And he was kind of joking. But it was like you're saying, LJ. I'm like, oh, my oh, you're God. You're reevaluating. <laughs> Yeah, he barely knows me, and he and he's saying something that I've heard some other people say. Like, oh, I better, I better listen. To that. Yeah, take yes. a peek. <laughs> That's funny. I better reevaluate. Yeah. Jeez. Well, it's funny you bring. So y'all have done a great job tonight. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful work. <laughs> it's funny you bring up LJ that and like, like how people can read messages differently. Cause I've noticed, and it seems like it's more often with uh, older people texting, but they'll throw in yeah. a bunch of dot, dot, dots at the end of a message sometimes. Oh my God. The ellipse is the new comma. Yeah. And, and when I, when I see it's it, ruining so, text messages. So, Oops. so Pops okay. is rolling his eyes right now because sometimes <laughs> I'll get it from dad and it, it'll be like, It'll be something, something like mundane, like, are you coming home or are you going to be in or be at the house for dinner? Dot, 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 dot. And so I can't tell, is he just asking or is it kind of like, are you coming home or not? Damn it. Tell me something. Like, I can't ever tell how it is worded. <laughs> yeah. And then I, so like, one day I thought, I, one day I thought dad was What's like that? annoyed with me and then I get home and he was clearly not. I just totally misread it. But the way those dots came on, I was like, oh. Two things. One, an ellipsis for me just means there. I don't know. If there's no tone to them, it's just. But, Boy, but two, it reads a tone with me every time I read an ellipse. Like I, okay. I, there's so much emotion in those three dots. It's sometimes <laughs> yes. positive, sometimes negative. So maybe an exact contradiction to what I just said. LJ, Kevin will be like, I'm coming home, Pops, this weekend and all that. He doesn't spend the night here. We spend like two hours the whole weekend. He's out with his buddies doing Lord knows what. It's like, you know, we've got a bed here in case. I'm doing hood shit. I'm doing hood shit with my hood friends. That's all I'm doing. I guess so. I guess so. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh-oh. So there's actually a study. Okay, we're getting long. But there's like a, a thing. I saw like a, a piece about how dot, dot, dots have replaced every punctuation mark in the English language. Because what it means is I don't know what punctuation mark to put here. And I don't care enough to think about it. And so, <laughs> so just everybody throw, uses it. Right. It's it's like, uh, you know, like back when it didn't capitalize your message at the beginning for you, uh, you could tell who thought about grammar when they were typing on their phone. And now the dot, dot, dot is everybody not thinking about grammar. So like, should I put a question mark? Well, I don't know. What does that mean? And then nah, I don't care. Whatever. Dot, dot, dot. And so like you speed that down to instances. And so it's like, does a comma go here or a colon? Dot, 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 dot does. Does it period? Is this the end of a sentence? Well, dot, dot, dot. Um, and so now we who like take that to mean, uh, you know, this is leaving something unsaid because that's the way quotes work or whatever. If you put a dot, dot, dot in a quote, that means like we've cut out a whole section. Yeah. And so it's like, well, so what is dad saying with that dot, dot, dot? Like what goes, what text did he leave out here? <laughs> yeah. Is he just, is he just curious if I'm coming home? Does he actually want me to come in for dinner? Is there a plate for me? Like, I, well, no, it's not just you, dad. Like to be clear. To be clear, it is totally is this is an epidemic. Yeah. This is like everywhere. It's not a you problem, it's a world problem. <laughs> like sincerely. Well, I'm trying to think when I usually use it, there is no And now we got no everybody second guessing all our different messages. Like LJ's worried he's a dick and Yeah. I'm a complete <laughs> yeah. dick. You're leaving things out all the time, Dad, and uh Kevin leaves voicemails because he's in a different era. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man. On that note, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the JPP Pod. Real quick, as we head out, as we head out, if you want, if you would like, as LJ brought up earlier, if you want to try to send any uh, letter or get involved in that, what give the email out one more time, Mel. Just press play pod at gmail.com. Or there's a million ways to get in touch with us. You can comment on our Facebook or tweet us or whatever. We'll find a way to get into contact with you. It's but cool. That's and the if, way if, that I'll be chucking. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. We, let's let's, try, let's do some of that and we'll have something on the show notes for it's it. It's a good cause. Yeah, and that'll do it for this week's episode. I guess peace out. My bookie. Peace. Mm. Da da da. <laughs> <laughs>